This is Theodore L. Forsman, but everyone calls him Teddy. <laughs> Look at that face. He's never been the most normal kid, but I like him anyway. His favorite hobby? Making sun-brewed iced tea. His favorite sport? Speed walking. And when he laughs and drinks, beautiful things happen. I thought I knew everything about Teddy. But that was before his parents went away for a week. And I uttered the eight words that changed our friendship forever. Why don't you stay with me at my house? Really? You mean it? Sure. That's what friends are for. We'll have a blast. Excellent. Good times roll. On the Lord of Nick. On the Lord of Nick, Nick. On the Ricky Tiggy living number one Nickelodeon. Good morning, Gut Buckets. This is Big Orange Couch, the 90s Nickelodeon podcast where we talk about all things 90s Nickelodeon. My name's Joey. I'm Andrew. I'm Kevin. And welcome to episode 108, today's adventure, <laughs> The Trouble with Teddy. Mm-hmm. Pete and Pete. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty excited about this one. Yes. Was it excited thinking about it, excited watching yep. it. Yep. Happy to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Had you seen this episode before? I have. It's definitely been a while. Okay. Um, but it all came right back. <laughs> uh, and did you... Let's just start with it. Did you... Do you, you don't have to name names. Mm-hmm. Did you have any teddies in your life? Yes. 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 Okay. Absolutely. Okay. You? Um, yeah, definitely. I think maybe we all do. <laughs> yeah. Everybody does. Yes. Everybody has a teddy. Um, I, yeah, I had maybe one or two teddies growing yeah. up. Not quite as... Uh, extreme yeah (laughs) again without naming names i think we all might have a mutual teddy (laughs) maybe Um, i'm just kidding i remember particularly in your house like i was thinking about like the idea of people staying at a house and kevin i I feel like your house was kind of a hub of of people staying like i feel like i would show up and there would be someone not in your family almost always in your house yeah you might call it a teddy hub (laughs) you were the wrigley's yeah i guess so um yeah i so anyway um we are going to have a special segment uh after we discuss the episode um on our 100th episode one of our favorite listeners kenny shared a really um really great clip where he discusses his favorite episode which is x equals y uh, and he did a great job editing it including clips so we uh, invited kenny to share his thoughts again on this pete and pete episode and he did so uh in what we're going to call a new segment kenny's corners so make sure you stick around for that is corners spelled with a k hmm i haven't thought that through yet well I don't know. Or just something to think about. You, you, so, so you like the alliteration? Yeah. Yeah. I guess why not? <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. But this episode is season three of Pete and Pete. Yeah. Uh, our second Boy. Uh, episode of season three, we've also discussed Oh Christmas Pete. Yes. Uh, this episode aired on Sunday, October 8th, 1995, and it was episode mm. two of season three. Um, and so we're going to talk a little bit. We haven't talked about October of 1995, which is kind of incredible. I assume we had just talked about every October yeah. already, but um, we hadn't talked about 95 yet. Um, so here's some things that go on in 1995. Uh, O.J. Simpson was found not guilty of the murder of Nicole Simpson and Ron Goldman uh, in L.A., California. 
Uh, do you remember? Th- I remember. I remember the reaction of like yeah. the adults oh, in yeah. my life. Do you remember? Re- do you vividly remember like where yeah. you were? Oh, oh, no, 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 not that. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I think I was like in my family room. Okay. <laughs> I was at school. I was at uh, ele- elementary school. Uh, yeah. Wait, why was I? Yeah, no, no, yeah. I was at my elementary. And I remember there being, like, a small little TV on, like, near the offices, like, in the office, and they were watching it. Hmm. Maybe I should have been in school then. I don't I don't know. Yeah. Well, you said you <laughs> were in school when you found out. And oh, okay. I was in my family room, yeah, apparently. Sure. <laughs> Just a timing issue, yeah. that's all. Uh, all right, so what else we got here? A contract finalizing the Cleveland Browns move to Baltimore to become the Ravens was signed that month. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, the lead singer of Blind Melon, Shannon Hoon, is found dead of a cocaine overdose at age 28. Did you like Blind Melon? Yeah. Yeah, they were fine. <laughs> I know that one song. Yeah. <laughs> no, right? <laughs> it's a pretty good song. Uh, Cheers actor Ted Danson mm-hmm. weds Academy Award winning actress Mary Steenburgen. Yeah, I think and they're that, still married. Yeah, talk about <laughs> iconic couple. <laughs> Gives everyone something to strive for. Um Let's see. Margaret Gorman Cahill, uh, who was the first Miss America, dies that month at the age of 90. Mm. Uh, the first Miss America was in 1921, for those uh, interested. Uh, the Carolina Panthers win their first ever game uh, as a new franchise, defeating the New York Jets. Uh, so congrats to Panthers fans. I think the Browns just won their first ever game as a, a returning <laughs> franchise. Uh, sounds right. Uh, Bobby Riggs, uh, who was famously part of the Battle of the Sexes tennis match uh, against Billy Jean King, uh, dies that month um, at the age of 77. Um, a total solar eclipse is visible from Iran, India, Thailand, and Southeast Asia in October hmm. of 99 or 95. Excuse me. And finally, uh, Frenchwoman uh, Jean Clement reaches the confirmed age of 120 years and 238 days, making her the oldest person to ever live that month. Uh, and she lived two more years, so she lived to wow. 122, and that is still the oldest uh, person to ever live. Hmm. Okay. Was there uh, any baseball going on in October of 1995? Yeah, there is a ton. Uh, there was like a ton of baseball stuff. Yeah. But it's just not, I don't know, it doesn't make me excited. <laughs> <All right. laughs> yeah, there was the World Series and stuff, yeah. Um, but you're interested particularly in the Indians. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, they lost. Uh, <laughs> uh, TV that month, uh, the program Wild Animal Games premieres on Family Channel. No? Not familiar with it. <laughs> you remember the Family Channel, though? Uh, yeah. Good times. Uh, Wishbone premieres on PBS oh. that month. Oh, great. Yeah. Unforgettable. Uh, Mad TV premieres on Fox TV, or Fox. Yeah. Uh, do you like Mad TV? I think that first year was pretty good, hmm. but after that, okay. went down. Yeah. I don't think I ever committed. Uh, Street Fighter, the animated series, premieres hmm. on USA. Never saw yeah. that. Uh, definitely saw this one on Fox Kids, Goosebumps. Oh, yeah. Premieres that month. Loved it. Yeah. Also, Fox Kids, another great... <laughs> Bygone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Dumb and Dumber, the animated series on ABC, uh, which I never... That oh. I don't think I ever saw. Yeah. yeah. But it was a Jim Carrey movie, so it had to have an <laughs> animated franchise with it. Uh, and then finally, Mr. Show with Bob and mm. David uh, premieres on HBO that month. 
pretty good. Uh, pretty good. Uh, music only one number one song that month, and that is "Fantasy" by Mariah Carey. Hmm. Wow, a lot of Mariah Carey. A lot of Mariah. <laughs> Mariah and Boys to Men. <laughs> uh, also released that month, the British band Oasis released their second studio album, "What's the Story?" Morning Glory, which goes on to sell uh, three hundred fifty thousand copies in the first week. Uh, great album. Yeah. Oh yeah. You got a favorite off of it? Oh man, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe <laughs> I'd have to think about it. Do you? Yeah, it's a tough question. <laughs> Some might say maybe. Some might say that's I good. Think, yeah. uh, the Smashing Pumpkins released the album Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness. Uh, Deftones release a record. Mariah Carey, Reba McIntyre, Green Day, Insane Clown Posse, Fleetwood Mac. No Doubt released Tragic Kingdom. Uh, Tony Bennett releases an album. The Pretenders, The Rentals, Marilyn Manson, Indigo Girls, Ace of Bass, and Cypress Hill. All these albums. <laughs> Quite some variety. That's a really. Yeah. Pr- it's a really. Uh, I mean, between Oasis, Smashing Pumpkins, and that No Doubt album, it's a pretty memorable month for music. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. don't forget ICP. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> How could I? <laughs> Uh, movies that month, two number one movies, seven for three weeks, mm. and Get Shorty for two weeks. Mm. <laughs> you seem pretty excited about that okay. one. Uh, no, not really. Uh, uh, I would pick seven, seven of the two. Have you seen either? No, I have not. Okay. <laughs> I've, I'm, I'm not sure I've ever seen Get Shorty all the way mm. through, so I guess I have to go seven. Mm. But also release that month, To Die For, which I like that one. It's good crying that <laughs> I don't know what that is. But. That's uh, I'm pretty sure that's the one with Nicole Kidman where she's the teacher oh. and she hired the kids that had like that one of her students has a crush on her and he kills yeah, her husband. Yeah. Uh, Mallrats comes out uh, oh, in October yeah. of '95. Uh, the Scarlet Letter, Dead Presidents, Leaving Las Vegas, and a movie I have very vivid memories of watching with you and a few other friends in the basement. Powder. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> It's a weird movie, Powder. I, it is weird, yeah. Uh, it's good in a, like, kind of depressing way. Yeah, it kind of has the same, like, What's Eating Gilbert yes. Grape vibe. Uh, yeah, I was thinking that exact thing. <laughs> Except he can control lightning. <laughs> <laughs> but Mallrats from that month? Yeah, that definitely. Okay. Definitely. Uh, and then video games. Kevin, do you have anything? No, I didn't. Okay. I'm prepared today. Oh, boy. <laughs> but I'll, uh, I'll listen to your list. Uh, tactics... Org? Is that what it's called? I don't know. It's for it's for Super Nintendo. Uh, we also have... Oh, Ogre, maybe? Oh, Tactics, Tactics Ogre. Ogre. Let us cling together. Yeah, I, I don't think I've played it. All right. Uh, Terranigma? Is that a... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's for Super Nintendo. Uh, mm-hmm. Panel de Pawn? Super Nintendo. <laughs> what are you uh, talking about? <laughs> Destruction Derby for PlayStation. Okay, that sounds like a game. Yeah, <laughs> the first one on your list that sounds like Wait till you hear the name of this next one. This next one uh, was called I Have No Mouth and I Must Scream. <laughs> huh. What was that for? Uh, that was for the DOS and Mac. Oh, uh, And it was DOS. a... <laughs> oh, DOS? Yeah, not bad. <laughs> A uh, big gamer over here, guys. Big <laughs> That's gamer. That's just a computer operator. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I have no mouth, and I must scream. Uh, was developed based off of a um, Harlan Ellison 
uh, a story. Mm. So they they adopted this like novel and turned mm. it into a game. Uh, looks very strange. Yeah, it interesting. <laughs> it did win best graphic adventure game of the year. So. Mm. Uh, and then finally, uh, Star, Wars, Star Wars TIE Fighter uh, is released for Windows and Mac. Uh, I remember that one being pretty decent. Yeah. I never played that one. Time. Yeah. Yeah. So that's uh, video games, and that's a little bit about October of 1995, but we are here to talk about The Trouble with Teddy. Boy, are we. <laughs> <laughs> You ready? Oh, I'm ready, all right. <laughs> um, well, Big Pete introduces us to the titular character, Teddy, mm. in a great, just amazing <laughs> opening. Just Teddy's, like, uh, basically like a yearbook picture kind of thing. Not yearbook, but like a Like a family, family. photo. Yes, yes. It's like an oval... <laughs> Like a close up just on his face. Oh, it's so good. Theodore Elf Forsberg. Yeah. Um, so, so Pete and Teddy are playing basketball in the driveway when Pete finds out Teddy's parents are going away for a week. Pete offers to let Teddy stay at the Wrigley house, but he gets an ominous warning of things to come as Teddy tosses the basketball and it gets wedged in the <laughs> Good times? You'd think so. But how could I know that I was in for the worst time of my life? And I love, I love in that opening sequence where he's talking about like what Teddy's interested in. Yeah. That shot of Teddy um, doing the fast walking, yes, yeah. with the with the truck <laughs> going by, the speed walking, and him yes. honking. Yeah, that's so good. And what? I, um, what's the actor's name who plays Teddy? David um, Martell. Martell. His walk is funny within itself. Yes. Just the way his like whole body moves yeah. when he's oh, walking yeah. is so funny. Like he's just a really talented uh, physical actor. Yeah. Oh, I also just want to say before we move past the basketball, I love the sound of the basketball going oh, yeah. into the <laughs> stuck position. Um, yeah. So, at first, Pete is optimistic about Teddy staying over. At least it gives him an excuse to get out of family night. Mm. Instead of joining in on American Dairy Night, Teddy suggests the two of them go for a speed walk. <laughs> I love that Pete thinks he's like, this is his, his Teddy's in on trying to get out of this. Yes. <laughs> that was great. Oh, it's, a, it's a family bonding thing. Tonight's American Dairy Night. Excellent. Now this is family fun. The Dairy Way. How come Pete gets out of this crud? Because I have a guest. Mr. and Mrs. Wrigley, I just want to thank you for letting me stay here. I've only been here for three minutes, and I'm having the time of my life. It's our pleasure, Teddy. Hey, Pete, what do you say we do a little speed walking? Night is young. Air is crisp. Uh, speed walking? Gee, uh... Well, well, why don't you stay here? In a few minutes, your mom's going to make some curd. Heel to toe, heel to toe, heel to toe. Brilliant scam, pal, brilliant. What scam? What scam? You kill me. Later that night, as Pete is soaking his feet and Teddy is putting on acne cream and buffing his shoes, <laughs> Pete confides that he's thinking of asking out Diane Sensky. But every time he sees her, he clams up. She does this thing with her hair. She twists it in her fingers and, and she chews it. Excellent. Mm, mm, mm. 
Uh, yeah, excelente. The only thing is, every time I see her, I kind of clam up. Teddy sympathizes, and he teaches Pete his special soul shake. <laughs> <laughs> I had totally forgotten about this, but so yeah. funny. Um, it's kind of like a, like, ath- I would compare it to what athletes do. Like, it's a full grab of the arm. Vulgar, yeah. Up into, like, a like clenching of the hands. Uh, and then just the fact that you have to end it by saying soul. Yeah, is, yeah. It's like a, like a, I don't know how to even describe this. It's like a point your fingers and pull it back. Yes, yes. <laughs> and then say soul at the same yeah. time. And I always love that they're just a little off from each other. Yeah, soul. Like, Pete's not quite sure about it. He's like, soul. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Um, yeah, definitely, like, had a friend that tried to do some kind of secret handshake, ah. and, and it had a verbal component, and I was really? like, yeah, I'm, wow. no, I'm not doing that, sorry, no way. Do, do you have any, have you ever had any successful handshakes in your life? No, absolutely not. E- even, like, you even, mean like, standard? Even standard, like, hey, you know, <laughs> Kevin, Kevin gives the limp hand. <laughs> even, like, kind of catching up with an acquaintance, you know, I'll go for a handshake and I'll go for a fist bump. It's a oh. failure every time. So. Would you rather have a handshake or a fist bump? I, well, neither (laughs) sure um whichever one you're anticipating yeah Yeah. that's that's right i i don't know how to high five yeah i mean that's the that's the clearest going into it that's the clearest one like you know what you're you're up for but sometimes it turns into a hug and that's weird Hmm. oh sure so it is a whole thing it navigating is. the uh, so maybe you call that maybe if everyone just did the the soul shake <laughs> it would be really easy i'd like to think that they were hoping it would catch on yeah. Yeah. did do you have any handshakes throughout your life that like have... uh secret or like special handshakes you yeah mean? any that have gone over an extent to me if you've done it more than like a couple days that's pretty impressive no i've never like been part of like an invented handshake yeah. that okay. lasted no neither. Mm-hmm. no neither i mean i'm sure everyone's done like the fresh prince and jazz handshake at some point in their life i don't know have you for real well i mean like jokingly or ironically <laughs> right i mean you see it so many times it's pretty that's, that's true. pretty iconic that's right? true yeah. hmm. okay uh, stop holding it up <laughs> move along Meanwhile, <laughs> that ends our handshake segment. <laughs> uh, but really, meanwhile, since Mom gave Little Pete's top bunk away to Teddy, Pete is sleeping out on the front lawn, which is great. I mean, yeah, even it's, it's smacks of night crawlers. Yes, yes. It's even like I feel like uh, Little Pete's storyline in this episode is the least part of the whole episode, like Definitely. least interesting, but it's still good. Yeah. It yeah. definitely felt like filler, but yeah, it's, yeah. it's the most interesting I've seen filler be. Yeah, it's not super memorable, but as you're watching it, it's still kind of fun to watch. Yeah, like, especially <laughs> once he starts hunting squirrels. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and actually, I just like the image of him sleeping out on the lawn at night. Like, it's yeah. nighttime and he's just out there laying. I like the idea of it being summer and being able to do that. It's also pretty different in the fact that it's a little Pete storyline with obviously Artie's gone at this yes. point, but also none of his friends. Yeah. yeah. It's just little Pete alone, which yeah. doesn't happen a lot. I guess except on sick day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so after one night alone, he turns savage, living completely <laughs> off the land. <laughs> I, w- I love that dad tosses him the toilet yes. paper. <laughs> like, I great. won't tell anyone. Yeah. Yeah. 
On their way to the bus stop, Big Pete and Teddy run into Diane Sensky. It's a sign, Big Red. You gotta ask her out. Let the power of the soul shake be with you. Soul. I'll hang back invisible, not even visible. You do that. Great, great character name. Yes. Uh, At Teddy's urging, Pete asks Diane out for Friday night, and even though Teddy butts in, she says yes. Yeah. (laughs) I like I like this actress. I thought she was Yes, I you know what? I meant to do a bio on her, but I just didn't. I know I've looked her up before. She's somebody that's been in others I mean that I know from other stuff, like we can can pull her up emergency style (laughs) once we get the bios. (laughs) Um, Pete is happy for the help, but back at home, Teddy starts to invade Pete's space. First Teddy shoves his armpit in Pete's face. Uh, <laughs> trying to get him to like smell his deodorant, which is pretty <laughs> sickening. Uh, and then he starts labeling Pete's underwear. But the last straw is when Teddy gets on the line during Pete's phone call with Diane. Oh. All right, so was that like a phone slash shower head? That yes, was really yeah. weird. I was like, what the heck's going on here? Well, a couple things. Um, because we haven't even mentioned, you know, his catchphrase, excellente. Yes, yes. Um, but this is the best excellente, I think, in the episode. We just hear it here. Hello? Uh, hey, Diane? Hi, it's Pete. So, uh, what are you doing? Hi. Uh, I guess nothing. What are you doing? Me just taking a bath. The water here is so excellente. <laughs> And then, uh-huh. and then Big Pete just running out of that. Yes. <laughs> um, that'll it'll come back later as I've put together. While I was watching this, I kind of um, inadvertently created a list of my favorite lines from this episode. Oh, perfect. There's just so many. There's so, a, yeah. Um, I'll tell you those later. Okay. But, uh, but, the la- but Pete runs out of the house screaming, <laughs> trampling through a kid's birthday party, and he ends up out in the woods. Mm. Um, I kind of like that birthday. That yeah. Brief birthday party, uh, destroying uh, it. Yeah. <laughs> a very Pete and Pete type thing. Yeah. yeah. As he's wandering, he stumbles into little Pete's squirrel trap and he gets strung up in a tree. Later, determined to ditch Teddy for his date, Pete, Big Pete fakes being in the shower and sneaks out the window. Using every trick he's learned from watching late night spy movies, Pete makes his way across town. And I love this uh, whole sequence <laughs> and the song, uh, especially Operation Ditch Teddy. <laughs> I love that he lands in the mud. Yes, that is a great um, touch. Because it, it, do you think it was on purpose, or it do you think it was like looks a, purposeful? But yeah, I don't know. yeah, I guess because the way the camera's set up. But it's just an interesting story choice to have your main character so yes gross yeah. and disheveled. <laughs> And then the per- the perfect annoying friend storyline yes. moment here. This really is. <laughs> By the time Pete gets to the pizza place, he's covered in dirt and Teddy is already waiting for him, <laughs> s- sitting next to Diane. That is so God, good. It is beautiful. Yeah. It's just, oh my God. Hey, Pete, where have you been? Yeah, where have you been? Um, I was, uh, showering. Cool sweater. We ordered the pizza and they gave us pepperoni. There's as much saturated fat in one slice of pepperoni as there is in a two pound cheese log. <laughs> what, you guys didn't know that? 
it's it's a little bit like an animated, like old school animated thing where it's like you get away from the person or exactly where yes. you're trying to go. Yes. Just waiting for you. And this type of thing has happened to me in real life. Like, really? well, not this exact, like this extreme, but like this situation where you don't want to run into someone. Yes. Yes. Oh. Hmm. Is that why I didn't see you for a few years? <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. The trouble with Kevin. Wait, I'm Teddy. <laughs> Ouch. Uh, so Pete manages to smooth things over with Diane by complimenting her sweater. But Teddy ruins the moment by talking about the saturated fat in the pepperoni. <laughs> and this really starts Teddy's run. Yes. Because so far he's been kind of annoying but tolerable. Yeah. And now he's just... And I really, the close-up on the pepperoni does make it look really gross. Oh, like yeah. Dripping yes. uh, grease. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, kind of like a Ren and Stimpy scene or something. Yeah. yeah. Disgusting it <laughs> looks. Elsewhere, Little Pete is out stalking squirrels for supper. <laughs> uh, Big Pete decides the best way to get rid of Teddy is to pawn him off on someone else. That first person is Dad. <laughs> Dad decides to teach Teddy about auto repair. But when Teddy proves to be a know-it-all, Dad gets annoyed and drives off, leaving him by himself. <laughs> a pinging noise usually means alternator trouble. If it's more of a recur, recur sound, I'd say camshaft. If it's more of a break, break sound, I'd say the fan belt. What, you didn't know that? I'll tell you what. Why don't you just stand right there and tell me what the problem is? I'm all ears. <laughs> It's definitely the fan belt. What, you didn't know that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's one of the greatest lines, I think, in all of Nickelodeon. What, you didn't know that? Yeah. <laughs> I've been thinking about that ever since seeing this for the first time. Um, he's Teddy's just a like a, a slogan machine. Yes, he I really... <laughs> feel like they could have just given him anything. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Next, Pete tries pushing Teddy onto Mom. But when, <laughs> yes. When, <laughs> yes. But when Teddy leaves her a ten-page thank-you note attached to the in her head. Well, we, get, we gotta hear this line here. Like I always say, can't spell gladiola without glad. <laughs> Unfortunately, Teddy was so grateful for the gardening tips that he wrote Mom a ten-page thank-you note. And he left it in the one place he knew she'd find it. Attached to the metal plate in her head. Um, just another great one. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so he attaches his thank you note to the plate in mom's head and it becomes <laughs> magnetized and it starts attracting all the uh, kitchen utensils. So good. As a last ditch effort. Get it? Uh, Big, <laughs> Big Pete sends Teddy out to hunt with little Pete. But Teddy ends up trapping Pete in a hole. Yeah. In a also pretty funny moment. Yeah. Another, uh, what, you didn't know that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Later that evening at dinner, the Wrigleys have had it with Teddy, and when he goes off to floss corn on the cob from his teeth, they pack their stuff and drive away. <laughs> oh, Teddy just eating <laughs> eating that <laughs> corn <laughs> vertically is just ridiculous. <laughs> Drop some Iroquois facts on us. Yes. <laughs> I love Don. Um, I, well, I love when he's leaving, he pre prefaces it with, I'll be back with some more jokes. The corn is tricky and stubborn. I need a floss. I'll tell some more jokes when I get back. Please hurry. Yeah. <laughs> that is the perfect thing, the corn eating. Yeah. It's just such a weird, insane 
Yeah, it's like you have to kind of eat corn in a gross way, but it's still gross. <laughs> I like the like but, the close up of like his uh, nose getting yeah. in the way and rubbing all over the corn. <laughs> so Teddy comes back to an empty picnic table. Wait, wait. Yeah. These flossing scenes are so mm-hmm. disgusting. Oh, close yeah. ups on the mouth yeah. with oh. the corn in his teeth. Yeah. I'm really glad it didn't go on for like a second longer than it did. <laughs> but I do like that Teddy has one of those Dennis hoes to oh, yeah. spray down his teeth. <laughs> Unfortunately, the Wrigley's victory is short lived as they start to feel bad about ditching him. Yeah, pretty quickly. Yeah. When they get back home, they find Teddy buffing everyone's shoes <laughs> and he asks where they've been. They quickly make up a lie about buying beans for Mexican night, but it seems Teddy is finally taking the hint, and he abruptly goes off to bed. Hey, where were you guys? Oh, we, um... We had to go to the store, right, Mom? That's right. We needed food for, uh... Family night! Uh, It's tomorrow. We're doing Mexican night. Ole! Oh, we had to buy some beans. Can't, uh, can't have Mexican night without the beans. <laughs> you know, we're a uh, bean kind of family. <laughs> uh, of course. The beans. I understand. In bed that night, Big Pete finally decides to come clean, telling Teddy they just can't be friends anymore. Yeah. The next morning, he discovers a letty. T- oh. <laughs> the next morning he discovers a letter Teddy left explaining he had to go home because he left the toaster on mm. <laughs> later <laughs> that night while the Wrigley's are celebrating Mexican night they receive a package from Teddy containing four sombreros and a note via Crabex yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> pardon me is this the Wrigley residence uh, you betcha I, I mean see got a package for you I mean here I wonder what it is. <gasps> oh. To the Wrigley's, via con Dios, your amigo forever, Teddy. P.S. The straw used to make these sombreros is Guatemalan in origin. What, you guys didn't know that? Wasn't that sweet? Very. Feeling terrible, Pete goes searching for Teddy and finally finds him at the pizza place. Love it. Yes, a great, another great, uh, like, Pete going around the neighborhood. Yeah, he's in a kayak, yeah. right? And he's just kind of s- screaming down the sidewalks. Yeah. But I, I love the uh, setting of the pizza shop as kind of like a, a return to type of place. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Pete apologizes for making Teddy leave, but Teddy admits he ran off before bed when he heard they were buying beans for Mexican night <laughs> because they give him gas. Classic mix-up. <laughs> Relieved Teddy hadn't heard the things Pete said, they do a soul shake and they have a slice of pizza. When you said you went out to buy beans for Mexican night, I panicked. Me and beans don't get along. They give me gas. So that's why you left? Yeah. I snuck out before you came to bed. Things were going so well, I figured, why ruin it? So, what problem are you talking about? Oh, forget it, it's nothing. I have a feeling it won't be a problem anymore. Shake? 
そう。Yeah, そう。So that's my story. And that guy right there is Theodore L. Forsman. Everyone calls him Teddy. But me? Well, I call him a friend. Yeah, really good.、Uh, I love that、uh, ending narration, too. Well, you got that beautiful Polaris music playing、yeah. under them. Yes, it's so just, good.、Uh, man, closing any episode with Polaris music is <laughs> really gets you. Yeah. yeah. I didn't write down、uh, all the songs that were in this episode. We've talked about a lot of them、It's、before, lot, but they're great It, and、yeah. really well used in this one. Yeah.、Um, Uh, in particular, Ashamed of the Story I Told, which is Polaris. They use that a lot.、Um, it's a very. I don't know. It's just a very sweet song、uh, to play under stuff.、Um, what did you... And、uh, Your Long White Fingers when Pete's searching for Teddy. Just perfect yeah, goth- right there. Gothic Archies, yeah.、Uh, did... But did you. So did you love the end of the episode?、Uh, not, yeah, I did. I'm not sure I did. What didn't you like about it? I'm not. I think my problem is maybe with the sincerity. Like,、um, the fact that, like, Big Pete was so cruel and the whole, whole family was kind of very quickly mean.、Mm-hmm. And then just, like, the quick turnaround of, like, oh, we shouldn't have done that. And kind of then once Pete, Big Pete realizes that Teddy doesn't understand what had happened, Big Pete kind of, like, lies about.、Um, he just doesn't tell him everything he said, but it was, like, a moment of. You know, he realized that he shouldn't have done that. And,、yeah. uh, but, you know. Yeah. It's a very mean. I, I, I don't know. I felt like it was a mean moment for the Wrigleys. And,、hmm. uh, oh, well, yeah. But I think that they.、Uh, they would have c o m e the error of their ways. I think Big Pete did. Well, I think they all did, except for Dad. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he was oblivious. But、yeah. that's great for his character. If、too. I was Big Pete, I would have been like, even more annoyed that like, Teddy had no idea that he was like, being intrusive.、Oh. I mean, at the end of the day, he's like, I'm just this amazing house guest. But do you think Teddy was being that intrusive? Yes.、Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Armpit in the face. There's a lot of.、Uh, I mean, that's like stuff, a teenage、though. boy thing. All right. <laughs> <laughs> What about the phone call while he's in the bathtub? Not、yeah. great, but yeah. yeah. Also, <laughs> Or, interrupting them on the sidewalk when Pete's talking to the teenager. It's a teenage thing. His、uh, buddy, there's a lot his buddy, and, of and, and in the end, Teddy helped him. <laughs> yes. And also destroyed it. Yeah. Like, he helped yeah. him and then he tore it all apart. Yeah, well, if Pete wasn't so busy being mischievous and sneaking out of the house, he would have made it on time and clean. With Teddy in tow, probably. Sure. He didn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think, I think a bad look for Big Pete. I really liked how this played out. All right. How often do you see mom that upset? Like, like that she yeah, would actually get on board. Yeah, that's true. She finally with, had it. You know what? That, that is maybe the one where I'm like, I'm bored. Putting a magnet on mom's head is not、yeah. cool. <laughs> There are some pretty good、uh, special effects there with like, the spatula. You could like, really tell someone was just, <laughs> just trying, <holding> it. <laughs> trying really hard to hold it. It was done. It just yeah, pulled yeah. out. But、yeah. I like that natural effect. Yeah, yes. it is.、Really yes. You see it kind of like, sliding around <laughs> on her head.、Uh, all right, well, let's, let's talk a little bit about、uh, the people and things、yeah. behind it. Hi, this is Bios, Trivia, Ratings, and Stray Observations. Well, the reason why I didn't look more into Diane is because I really thought this episode like, deserved、uh, 
to have Teddy front and center, the only person that I even look at. <laughs> so um, that's Dave Martell, as we mentioned, and he only has six acting credits total. Wow. wow. Except for Pete and Pete, it's Jaws and Claws, Arrested Development. Oh, wow, really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Scrubs, The Bartender Hates You, and Casting Ahead. Hmm, that's, that's a shame. It. Yeah, it really is. I mean, maybe he moved. Well, it's true. Maybe, maybe he's doing he just else. Yeah, decided it wasn't mm-hmm. for him, but uh, kind of like in the same way that uh, Rick Gomez, who plays Endless yeah. Mike, it's just very clear he could act. Yeah. And uh, great. He's someone I'd love to talk to someday. Yeah, it really <laughs> is could, amazing. We could track uh, him down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, it sounds I, like he spent a, a lot of time on that one. Yeah. One person, yeah. so you couldn't possibly who look did, up Diane. And, and who did you look up? I, I looked up the episode. Oh, <laughs> good work. <laughs> uh, via the link that mm. Joey sent to me. <laughs> so oh, yeah. This episode is on YouTube, so enjoy. Yeah. Um, the uh, actress that pulled her up here, I did like an emergency search. Her name is Elizabeth Bogish? Or Bogish? Hmm. Uh, and Pete and Pete was the first thing she ever acted in. So wow. this episode was the first thing she was ever in. Uh, she, over time, she was in a couple episodes of Beverly Hills 90210. She was in a couple episodes of Felicity. Uh, she was in one episode of Everybody Loves Raymond. One episode of ER. Uh, How I Met Your Mother. Mm, maybe that's what I know her from. Uh, she was in a bunch. Oh, no, not a bunch. I guess she was in... Four episodes of Scrubs, including the finale. Huh. Both of them um, in Scrubs. That's weird. Yeah. Oh, I wonder, yeah. I wonder if it's possibly like the same episode. That'd be really cool. Yeah, yeah that would be. <laughs> she was in an episode of Grey's Anatomy, uh, Rules of Engagement, CSI, uh, Two and a Half Men, The Mentalist, Masters of Sex, The Messengers, The Young and the Restless. Oh, she had a reoccurring role on 28 episodes of The Young and Restless, so good for her. Uh, and she is currently, uh, or wait, yeah, currently part of NCIS Los Angeles. Hmm. Uh, she's been nine yeah. episodes of that, and it looks like up to date, like 2019. So, uh, good for her. Yeah, very active. Uh, I looked up the director of this episode, whose name is Maggie Greenwald. Uh, mm. And Maggie directed three episodes of Pete and Pete, including Sick Day and Inspector 34. Oh, man, that's a... That's it's real, hard to beat. That's a trifecta. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's like, I'm done here. <laughs> After trouble with Teddy. Uh, she directed nine episodes of Shelby Woo. That's a step down. Uh, <laughs> well, we don't know that for okay. sure. Okay, well. <laughs> Probably. Uh, uh, she directed the TV movie Get a Clue with Lindsay Lohan. Mm-hmm. Do you remember yeah. that one? Yeah. I kind of uh, a little bit. Uh, she directed a Lifetime movie called Tempted. Uh, one episode of the show Nashville, and two episodes of the show Madam Secretary. Um, she's done a whole lot of stuff in between, but not stuff that jumped out to me. Uh, the writer of this episode was someone named Holly Morgan, but there's just no information on her. Um, to the point where I was like, is this a fake name they made yeah. up? Or But there's no IMDb, nothing. Huh. Um, but the end of the episode says Holly Morgan. That is strange. Yeah. So, don't know. Uh, any trivia? Yeah, just one little thing. Um, I noticed that in the thanks, they thanked the Pizza House, which is, I'm assuming oh, was oh. the pizza place. Probably. And, That's uh, very cool. And there is a place called Pizza House in Cranford, New Jersey. Oh, boy. So <laughs> we could Summer possibly... trip. 
<laughs> are, they, are they still open as far as you can tell? Uh, this place is. If this is the place, then I bet open. you really could make an itinerary of Pete and Pete yeah. places. Yeah. I know a couple of our followers on um, Instagram in particular. I think a couple of them have posted pictures where they're like in front of the house uh-huh. or... So that could be fun. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I only had one, which was, of course, I was interested in the name of the episode, The Trouble with Teddy. I mm. assumed it was an homage to something, which it was. So there's a 1955 uh, Alfred Hitchcock film called The Trouble with Harry. And I just assume it's yeah. probably a play on that. So that's all I had. Nice. Uh, do a little stray observations. Yeah. Um, let's see. Did you take note of what Teddy's favorite hobby is? Oh, of course. Aside from power walking or speed walking? Mm-hmm. Aside from that. No. That's uh, his favorite sport. Oh, make, yeah. Uh, making sun brewed iced tea. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just a perfect. I love it. Uh, what is Teddy dressed up as, as in his baby picture? <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. No idea. Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> At least that's what it looks like. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, in the opening, Big Pete utters the eight words that, uh, Teddy... The, the eight words that he... that changed his life. Or whatever. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't remember them exactly, but it's like, you can stay at our house if you want. You, well, but I, there's more to it, because that wasn't eight words. That's the, <laughs> that's, that's the right idea. Yeah. He says, why don't you stay with me at my house? But that's nine words. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Do you remember this, like, as a kid? No. I remember counting the words afterward and thinking, like, do I just not understand how to, <laughs> like, count words, or what's wrong with me? Yeah. Turns out they were wrong. Strange, yeah. yeah. Strange that that was not caught. Um, my guess was, not to go too off the rails, but my guess was maybe they filmed uh, the intro first. Yeah, they and did then, the voiceover uh, before the And scene. then changed it slightly. Yeah, totally, yeah. Uh, what did Pete say that him and Teddy have in common? Well, they, well, not not the problem. Oh no, that was Teddy that said they had the same problem in common. Yeah. I have no yeah. idea. No, I don't know. They have the same blood type. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, another like that could almost be its whole own episode. Yeah. Uh, I just this isn't like a trivia, but I just wanted to note uh, one of my favorite parts in this episode is uh, after the Teddy gets the basketball stuck. He gives Pete a thumbs up. Oh, yeah. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you remember what everybody's dressed up as at um, American Dairy Night? As a matter of fact. Cheese. Uh, that's one of them. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's Dad. the one I remember. Dad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mom is a like, milk woman, milk color. Yeah. And uh, Pete is a farmer. Yeah, perfect. Um, Pete likes the way Diane Sensky does this with her hair. Tosses it? Flips it? Nope. I don't know. Uh, no idea. Twists it and chews it. Oh, oh yeah. 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 Nice touch. Um, did you, I think you mentioned one, but what are the two Krebs in this episode? Well, yeah, I, I saw I, uh, Kreb X. Kreb X is the delivery service. Yeah, that's the only one I caught. Kreb stick, of course. Is the deodorant. <laughs> oh, <That's> disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> Pine forest in your armpit. <laughs> uh, Diane and Big Pete have this in common. Ooh, that's a good 
that's a good one. I didn't catch it. Kevin? No, I can't think of it. They both wear size 8 shoes. Oh, yeah. Size 8. Yeah. Except pizza are for men's size. Yeah, of course. course. Okay. <laughs> uh, what does uh, Big Pete attribute to Little Pete becoming uh, brother nature? What could have happened? Man, I'm not sure. No idea. Uh, he says maybe it was the pollen count, or maybe it was staring too hard at the stars. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um... While Don is trying to teach Teddy uh, auto repair, he mentions a bunch of car parts. Did you catch these? I mean, I heard of them, but yeah. I didn't write down. They are carburetor, tubular coil, not sure if that's real, oil <laughs> valve, water valve, alternator, <laughs> camshaft, and fan belt. <laughs> and what ends up actually being the problem once Don is driving away? <laughs> Definitely the fan belt. <laughs> and was it, a, was it a water valve or an oil uh, Teddy's saying oh. it's a gas valve. Dad's saying it's a water. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That shoots gas. Oil, yeah. Um, how far away does Teddy live from the Wrigley's? Oh, man. Like a block over, or? They say half a mile. Oh, oh yeah. Half a mile. That's when they were talking about the, the air being... Yeah, yeah uh, different. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, not actually, because... <laughs> Uh, when they're loading the car to get away from Teddy, Dad is carrying something that's mm. pretty notable. The grill? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> um, Teddy says there's more saturated fat in one pepperoni than what? A cheese log? A two-pound cheese log. <laughs> <laughs> um, we briefly see the bumper sticker on the back of the Wrigley car. Did you catch what it says? I paused it, but I just couldn't make it out. <laughs> it is, I ate a damn dog. Hoover Dam Snackateria. Oh, perfect. <laughs> yeah. That's so good. Good for them. <laughs> um, little Pete recommends what golf club uh, when Pete is going to swing at the pinata? Seven iron? It was a seven iron. Yeah, it was nice. Um, the sombreros are labeled, or like they have, uh, stitched. Mm. I know Pete said Pedro. Yeah, I think they all say Pedro. No? No. Oh. The Pete's do. Oh, okay. What's mom and dad say? Madre and Padre. Oh, oh, of oh okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> um, well, I know you said you had, uh, some lines you really liked, but I wrote down one. Okay. Uh, I love this line. Mm-hmm. When, um, little Pete... The next morning is still outside in nature, and Big Pete comes outside, and he offers him a cheese Danish. Uh, little Pete says, "I mock your cheese Danish and all it stands for. I'm living off the land now." That's great. That was my number seven. Uh, uh, oh, number seven. Okay. It's just like a Christmas. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Um, Teddy s- mentions what the uh, where the straw from the sombreros came from. No, oh, I don't. No. Guatemala or something. Yep. Oh, Guatemala. Wow. Okay. Wow. <laughs> um, how many times is Excelente said oh, in the episode? Man. Eight. Five? Well, Teddy himself says it six times, but it's wow. said seven. Oh. Yeah. Pete says it once. Yeah. Pretty close. Yeah. Um, this is my last thing. I just wanted to mention that I really like the Teddy speedwalker lookalike when oh. Pete is searching the street. Yeah, the old guy really gives him like a hard, yeah. stern look. I think and it's then, a woman. Oh, is it? Okay. It's hard to tell. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hard, stern look, look and then right back into yes, speedwalking. Yeah. Uh, She's got the whole Teddy, uh, like, tracksuit. Yeah. Right? yeah. yeah. Um, how um, many times do they do the soul shake in the episode? Two? 
Four. Three. <laughs> uh, and then finally, how many what you didn't know that are said in the episode? Three. Yeah, three. Five. Oh, uh, four are Teddy, and one is Pete when he's reading the letter. Oh, saying, yeah. oh, what? Yeah. You didn't know that? <laughs> and I love that when Pete says that in the letter, um, he doesn't just do it as Pete. He like stops for a second and kind of laughs. He goes, huh, what? You didn't know? Yeah. That? yeah, yeah. <laughs> like Teddy would. Nice touch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's look at ratings. This episode received an 8.7 out of 10 on imdb.com. Pretty good. Okay. Pretty good. Uh, no score on tv.com. Uh, so out of five Crip stars, what did you give The Trouble with Teddy? Uh, I gave this one a five out of five. Wow. Um, it's been I'm, a while, I feel like, since we've got five. It has been a while. <laughs> <laughs> it was, and maybe, maybe it has something to do with coming off some semi-difficult episodes, yeah. but this one just was such a pleasure to watch. Mm-hmm. I was like, uh, I think it's the only one, the only episode maybe since we've started this that I was actually crying laughing at one point. <laughs> Do you know the... Or oh, yeah. Okay, all right. <laughs> um, but uh, it's just... I'm... Man, it's just like... I felt like, man, I feel lucky to have seen this after it's <laughs> over. Like, is that good? Um, yes. I also was thinking about... The, I... I do think, for whatever reason, the worst time to watch Pete and Pete is during the winter. Mm. So the yes, fact yeah. that it's becoming spring right now, Pete and Pete is such a spring, summer, fall show. Yeah. It feels so perfect. Um, so I felt like the weather maybe. It's true. It's true. <laughs> it felt good. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Kevin? Sure, I'd, I'd give it a four point five. Okay. okay. Nice. I don't. I don't rate as many Pete and Pete episodes as you guys, mm. so maybe I'm not as good at it. <laughs> I'm not sure you can be bad at rating. Oh, that's questionably not true, but no, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, no, I loved it. It was really entertaining and um, really uh, relatable. Everyone had that horribly annoying friend, and apparently in your group that was me. <laughs> just kidding again. <laughs> Um, I well, I'm with you, Kevin. I I gave it a 4.5. Yeah. Um, I thought it was very close to being perfect. Like I said, it just something something about um, I think Big Pete in, in general in this episode was just like a little. <sighs> he did do the wrong thing, but he realized it. Yeah, but it's also like, and Michael Marone is good, the actor who plays yeah. Big Pete. But something about his performance to me was just like a little too strong. Hmm. As far like, there was a moment where. When he sneaks into the bathroom, and uh, like Teddy says something like "I'll be out, I'll be right out here," and Michael Morona kind of like mockingly says it. There back. was a, oh, there, yeah. one um, moment, yeah. Uh, there, but like to me, that was like the feel of Big Pete, like kind of was off on the episode. I get it. And yeah, I, he's not usually mocking people like that. And yeah, being as cruel. I, I thought he kind of jumped the gun a little bit when like he had that talk with teddy or he thought he was talking with teddy yeah like he wasn't just like hey you can't stay here anymore he like just went all the way and said we can't be friends anymore because yeah. this was a bad experience i thought that was a little yeah a little uh extreme I, i'm with you yeah and it didn't like a pete and pete it didn't feel like there was a real light bulb moment it just felt like they got in the car they're like ah eh, we probably shouldn't do this they go back but a lot of pete and pete episodes there's like this big moment where it's like i get now why what i've done is wrong and they're there isn't totally that. I know what you mean. Um, but 
in this case, I guess I just felt like it worked. Yeah. And it, like, a lot of things do in these stories require some sort of big uh, epiphany mm-hmm. happening. I, but I in this, like, I don't think it was necessary. I but. feel like Pete, like, just felt like he got away with something rather than, like, there actually being a resolution to the story. Yeah, maybe. Like, I think that, it was just I mean, like last... a moment of like he doesn't want to crush. Te- like I get that the last moment is very sweet, yeah. so it feels kind of like you could dismiss it. But I don't know those couple couple minutes before he fi- like before you start searching for Teddy, it feels like well, I don't know. You you feel bad because Teddy sent you the sombreros? I no, it was like a whole series of him slow like. I think he felt bad from the get-go at that point <laughs> yeah. and was just, like, yeah. slowly getting beaten down until yeah, that was the last. He, he felt bad because he thought Teddy felt bad. But, like, at the end of it, like, Teddy didn't feel bad at all. He just didn't want to well, have bad gas. He felt bad. <laughs> like, I, I don't he think... felt bad about how he was treating him. Yeah. Maybe. I think. That's what I I don't, I don't think uh, Teddy could have been crushed. I, um anyway we're talking about 0. 0.5 4.5 very good pete yes. episode great episode of nickelodeon and really maybe one of the funniest episodes i think we've yeah. watched um like genuinely like i laughed out loud at yeah. a couple parts so um so you say you have a list oh, yeah. of stuff here uh your favorite lines yeah Cool. You ready for him? Oh, yeah. Um, number seven is Little Pete with I Mock Your Cheese Danish. <laughs> um, number six is Teddy, It's Called a Hole. What? You didn't know that? <laughs> Very good. Number five, the end narration. Mm. Number four, Dad, We Dumped Him. It was great. <laughs> I know. I love that Dad is still trying to convince the yeah, family yeah. in the car as they've already decided that they shouldn't have done it. Yeah. <laughs> Number three, Teddy, the night is young, the air is crisp. And I, I actually did this a tie with uh, the air is so fresh here, so moist, so alive. <laughs> um, that first one where he says crisp, there's something about, the again, the performance where he's just kind of staring at Big Pete in a weird way where like his mouth is agape yeah, and like yes. he's just lost in thought. It's so you good. Know, something about that moment... Uh, put me in like the summer mode mm. him saying that like just the word just describing the air a little bit where i was like oh my god this <laughs> is this is summer let's go first <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> um number two <laughs> teddy when he uh in pete's room when like the, the first night when they're together and at one point teddy just puts his face like <laughs> right up close to Pete. That's so good. Yeah. And says, hey, I've been there, pal. It's like Pete talking about being embarrassed about Diane. Yeah, with all his... I did laugh out loud at that part with all his little... Yeah, yeah. Uh, what would you call it? Lotion. Acne, acne like yeah. medicine yeah, spots. Just dotted on his yeah. face. Just the way his face like comes into the camera <laughs> out of nowhere. Uh, and finally, number one. And Oh, my God. This had me... Roaring. Like, I had to just pause it for a moment. When t- <laughs> I forget what Pete says even leading up to it now, but Teddy just uh, answers, Excelente. <laughs> Excelente. Yes, um, this is when he first confesses that he likes Diane Sensky, yeah. and then he describes the way she does her hair. 
and it's like it's really on borderline like an inappropriate response for what Pete's just said. He's confided in his friend of how he has his crush, and it's the mm 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 that is like so weird. Like what? Uh, yeah, there are some great excellentes in this episode. Yeah. Some very good ones. Um, but uh, as I mentioned, uh, our buddy Kenny has shared his thoughts on the trouble yeah. with Teddy. And he called this segment uh, the trouble with the trouble with Teddy. Oh. Uh, <laughs> so uh, it's time for a new segment, Kenny's Corner. As the adventures of Pete and Pete often does so well, The Trouble with Teddy explores areas of emotional nuance that aren't typically articulated in kids' programming, and executes on its surrealist poetic flourishes with elegant grace. The idea of Teddy Forsman is a constant in the human condition, and if you haven't run into your Teddy Forsman, it's only a matter of time. Or maybe you are Teddy. In my life, I have both been Teddy and have known Teddies. And maybe part of what makes this episode special is that the teddies in our lives is something we don't even like to acknowledge in our own minds. It's called a hole. What, you didn't know that? Teddy Forsman occupies an uncomfortable crack in interpersonal company. While he is generally a positive force and wholly polite, there is just something perpetually off as Big Pete and the Wrigleys come to know him better over the course of the episode. Pete, FYI. The Iroquois tribe of central New York ate their corn vertically, too. They also called their corn maize. Probably because it tasted amazing. (laughs) 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 Corn is tricky and stubborn. I need to floss. I'll tell some more jokes when I get back. Please hurry. Finding the rhythm and social flow with potential friends can be a tricky dance, and what happens when your song is on and you're hitting all the exact wrong moves? It can be an excruciating experience, and if it's uncomfortable enough and a convenient enough scenario, as I can painfully say has happened to me, and shamefully fess up to committing myself, it could end a relationship. It's one of those painful truths that, for as brave as this show could be in its honesty, does have the capacity to avoid in spite of itself. And for as much as the show wears its weirdness and occasional bombastic absurdity on its sleeve, the thing that feels the most unrealistic about the trouble with Teddy to me is the ending. The Wrigley family, who are a far cry from familial normalcy themselves to say the least. Hey, who wants to cut the cheese? (laughs) Not me! (laughs) Are so bothered by Teddy Forsman's own particular form of weirdness that they actually planned a coup against him and skipped town just to get away from him. The bad aftertaste of their decision is enough for them to reconsider their actions, and Big Pete tries to reconcile with Teddy what ended up being a misunderstanding anyway. Thankfully, for Teddy's case, he is completely oblivious to any of these struggles happening around him. The friends bond and share a pair of pepperoni-less slices and then... credits? I just don't buy it, man. This resolution is scotch tape over a critical hull breach. Even in the wacky reality the citizens of Wellsville exist, Given the evidence provided to us at this point, a lasting friendship between Big Pete and Teddy is just not a sustainable proposition. So why does it end here? It's a center of gravity the show at times feels compelled to pull itself towards. And when the emotions resonate discordantly, as it did for me in this episode, the tangible artifice of that pull becomes more apparent. 
We are nostalgic for a show that was itself in its own time nostalgic for a bygone time. The moral center of Pete and Pete rests in the heart of airwave-approved American values as represented in the dawn of television in the nuclear age, where thoughts of TV dinners and happy endings were the pillory cloud mindscape viewers freely allowed themselves to get swept up to. The show itself is almost like a dream that was imprinted by the radiation from cathode ray tube television sets on the overly saturated, TV-obsessed American zeitgeist as it marched towards the 21st century. In his 2016 documentary about the internet, lo and behold, Director Werner Herzog asked top minds the world over if the internet dreams of itself. It is my belief the adventures of Pete and Pete is children's television dreaming of itself. Okay, so Kenny, uh, interesting take. Yes, definitely. Yeah, and very thoughtful. Yes. I gotta say, Kenny's like narration style is an awful lot like Big Pete. Yeah, like I w- it's delivered in almost the exact same way. I w- I'd really listen to a podcast with Kenny just like informing me about yeah. things. Yeah. <laughs> it has a very like calm style. Right. Um, and that made me think listening to it. Like, do you think maybe this episode, I know you, you gave it a five, so I think oh. you like it the way it is, but do you think maybe the episode would have been better served with not that wholesome positive ending and maybe like a split in Teddy and Big Pete's relationship since that's where it seems like it's like he said in- yeah. inevitably going um I think that I don't even view the ending as like wholly positive I think of it as like just so realistic that it feel like I didn't question for a second that like if this would happen or not it feels like very real like this is exactly what would happen like you <laughs> would you would you seek out the friend that annoys you uh i've definitely done this in my life like yeah, been yeah. in you know Pete's what I, I know you have i am i am here <laughs> he's sitting right here andrew <laughs> i forgot um no but i you in particular andrew uh do seek out people that i feel like you know if maybe people have given up or quit on uh, I don't know if I'm seeking out exactly, but I, I know what you're saying. You're, op- you're open yeah, yeah. to maintaining yeah, yeah, a friendship. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and it doesn't, it, you know, it doesn't feel like totally satisfying. Like everything's wrapped up. Like Teddy's still Teddy yeah. and it's still a difficult. Yeah. Teddy has no revelations no, in this no. episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which I think is also perfect because I think if he was like real, yeah. I don't think, I think that's exactly how he would be. He yeah. wouldn't, he wouldn't realize what's yeah, going on. That's true. That's definitely true. Um, well, love hearing from you, Kenny. Yeah. And I hope you, uh, I hope you continue to share your thoughts yes, with us because it's uh, really that's fun great. to hear. Um, I had an interesting idea, and you guys can shoot this down if you'd like. Um, what if we did like a Twitter poll of like of the BOC guests, which one is most likely Teddy? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure I have the heart for that. <laughs> I think it'd be pretty. Funny. And there's only four options, which means I would have to decide which four people I think. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I understand. I thought it. Who do up. you think, Kevin? People I, would... I think we've already determined that it might be me. I don't think so. I think I. Well, I definitely. I know for sure that Chris uh, evokes the strongest emotion out of people. Mm, yeah. We get a lot of comments about mm. like, we just had one. I mean, we've had some mean ones. <laughs> <laughs> but I think Chris embraces it. I think. Like, yeah, definitely. He, yeah, he, he thrives on yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay, well, uh, that means it's time to name the episode. 
say these are tough. This one was also a really tough one because I like the regular name a lot. Um, but I finally went with Friends Like These. Ooh, mm. yeah. I like that one. Mm. Friends Like These. Yeah, very good. It is good. And it sounds like a Pete and Pete name. Um, I was thinking the date-ending pepperoni slice. The date-ending <laughs> pepperoni slice? Kevin, it's not going to fit on Twitter. <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, yeah. Would the trouble with Teddy fit on Twitter? <laughs> Just barely, yeah. yeah. Uh, I called my episode Via Con Teddy, which, <laughs> which is a reference to the episode. Uh, he signs the letter um, Via Con Dios, yeah. which means to go with God. So, oh. <laughs> Via Con Teddy, go with Teddy. <laughs> And it's our first uh, Spanish yeah, yeah. <laughs> name That's in episode, good. So. Nice. Um, all right. Well, uh, that okay. wraps up um, talking the trouble with Teddy, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to keep talking about what? Teddy. <laughs> yeah. Who wouldn't? Yeah. Um, so what are we doing next? Next week, we're doing another write an episode. <laughs> uh, maybe the toughest one yet, possibly. No way. Doug? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> what do you think is the tough has been? Well, the I think a show that runs a full twenty five minutes is tougher, like um, um, Keenan and Kel's well, shorts. Okay. I think these I guess segments I'm, one. Go ahead. I, I guess I'm just thinking, like me personally, how easy is it going to be for me to come up with something that fits the mold of Doug? Yeah. And to me, I guess it feels like that. It's so pure. <laughs> <laughs> well, if your episode sucks, they can just put it on ABC. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> okay. um, uh, yeah uh, I get it. And it also feels like Doug covered a lot of ground. Yeah, like, yeah. how many more stories yeah. can we get out of Doug? Um, but I think we're gonna try. I think we're gonna try to get Chris. That's not a guarantee, but Chris has a long-standing hatred of the show Doug. So I think who better yeah, to challenge yeah. with a Doug episode than Chris? Um, so we'll see. Hopefully, hopefully he show can. us how it's done. Or show everyone how it's done. How to write a dog. <laughs> you will have to contact Jim Jenkins yeah. like all along. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that'll be really fun. Um, in the meantime, if you want to get a hold of us, we're on Twitter at BOC Podcast. We're on Instagram at Orange Couch Podcast. You can contact us at Orange Couch Podcast at gmail.com. You can hear us on iTunes or Podbean. Um, you can leave us a review on iTunes, which is super helpful. Um, shout out to our newest five star review Super Kicking It with Kelsey. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Uh, so we really appreciate that. And uh, she mentions in her reviews that she's telling her friends. Oh, nice. uh, and so that is the best way to help the podcast is just, you know, one person uh, a day. <laughs> Kevin? Yes. Thanks for coming. Uh, <laughs> it, has, it has been excellent. <laughs> Well, uh, we'll see you guys next time. My friend and go away, my
friends So stay my friend And go What? Uh, 